Uh, it's time for the podcast. And you know what that means. A glass of vino, your favorite local beer, or of course, your favorite non-alcoholic bevy consumed ethically. So go on, indulge us. That's right. Leave us a review, share it with your mates, or sign up and just enjoy the no dickhead policy. Sparky Coach, energizing your business to say the least. Excuse me, sir. Is this El Clinico Magnifico? Ah, you saw our bus ad. Okay. No, I think we should probably go tropical with this thing. Uh-huh. Like sand from wall to wall. I know a great sand guy would get at a price. Yeah. Welcome back, Sparky Coach. Another episode. The next episode. Hope you're ready. This is my friend Cam. He's back. I'm back. I'm out of from the, the let, let loose. From the wilderness. The chain has been unhinged the leash has been unhooked yeah well uh, how by, are you by all reports everyone was uh i got called back in uh because everyone was just sick of hearing the monotone voice of crowy a lot of complaints, <laughs> a lot of complaints. <laughs> no, no i've been good i've been really well uh good to see you um nice. in real life yeah we've been so zooming a lot of zooming um, a lot of online so yeah it's good to be back and looking forward to discussing some more uh relatable topics i feel yeah so today we're chatting about um i guess the soul trader complex the soul trader conundrum and it's just really interesting because a lot of times when you get a team uh a team presents its own unique issues so challenges challenges so it's like i mean you've heard us say this before the pros of being by yourself or that you're by yourself. You, 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 there's no mistakes. Um, Play your own music. Yeah, yeah. You listen, you know listen to Slipknot at midday. <laughs> the baby's sleeping. Slipknot's on, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, you can do what you want and there's no mistakes and you're, you've got control and there's, and there's that element of like, yeah, I do it and it's all good. But the cons of being by yourself are that you're by yourself. The phone rings at the flip side. 7 30, <laughs> 6 p.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., Saturday, Sunday. You've essentially more or less got to go. And I think, like, with all, it's you don't have to go too far to, to hear that story of, oh, I had staff once. Oh, I, tr- I tried that. And, um, and I think we just want to, like, well, let's look at the other side. What if you, what if you stayed? a sole trader like what, what have you stayed by yourself what's the what's the process where do you end up because um you know essentially sparky life is 70 80 percent labor and 20 30 percent material so you're making money through the labor that goes through you but if that labor for you as a as a by yourself or a couple of people is just spent quoting or you miss that quote or you drove to that job at 10 o'clock or you did that or you miss that or you got to call back here or whatever you can land yourself in a boat of just like average money and genuinely speaking you would be better off working for someone else yeah the average much average it out because it's uh basically because it's the labor movement and then the materials are involved in the labor movement it's that you're your earning capacity is directly proportional to the amount of billable hours you can fit in in a week. Um, and that's just the reality. And um, as a, as a soul man or soul woman, uh, shout out, but as a soul sister train, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you will, you got a ceiling, you got a ceiling of capacity, but you can move 40, 50, 60 through you until you have a family, then you're moving 50 yeah. and then you're getting, you know, you're making people upset at that point so you move 40 and then you're still probably making people upset because that's 40 with a computer open every night 
and then you move in 32, but that's probably questionable to your cost operations. And probably every hour gets less profitable because there's not enough hours going through to carry the cost of ops. So, so let's talk about this. You know, we, we love to say that um, most people started their business for one reason and one reason only. What do you reckon that is, Crowley? Black Eyed Peas, my hops. I think that, I mean, I'm just referencing my story. Yeah, I remember. Fine. I remember I was two and a half years in, got my van, had my fake Ray-Bans on from Bali, nice. had lots of silicon on the shorts, yeah. was the install no. lord. No, no jocks. <laughs> no undies. <laughs> questionably, questionable length of shorts happening. Probably no socks. Um, probably a mullet at that point. Wow. Mullets have come back in trend. Wow. Yeah. 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 What a catch. Like a mohawk. you turning up to the job. That was like a, a, no, no, not a mohawk, like a, like a um, mohawk mullet kind of, like that kind of vibe, like a Beckham from 2000 and Thomas, early 2000s. Yeah. Super trendy. Ordinary, ordinary. It was, anyway, it was, anyway, interesting. So, but, but chance, like chance, I, you, your story is similar to me. Like you're, you're really good at your job yeah. or, you, or, you know, at that stage you think you're really good at your job. It's not till years go, you look back and you're like, well, I wasn't I that good. <laughs> I was just doing that site work only. And, um, and I remember like, you know, especially if you're involved in those, some of those on-site payment transactions, you can start to be like 600 bucks. My boss paid me 40 bucks an hour mm. times two. That's $80. You got no reference of super cost of ops, admin staff, office staff, insurance. factories, insurances, petrol, tolls, licensing. vans, licensing, the list goes on Christmas parties. Um, staff training, training. Yep. the list just Uniforms. like, it's a scroll, right? The list goes on. And, um, and I think that's like, so you've got no reference of that, but you're looking at it going like, oh, I want 600 bucks, like, yeah. you know? And, and I think most people have a similar story. There's that lack of education. And, and then I just was like, I can do it. And there's an element of, I think there's an element of ego in there. That's actually not quite negative. It's couldn't be, you kind of need a bit of lack of awareness yeah, yeah, to, to start a business yeah. and and you kind of got to force yourself to like the more you know if you knew enough about how how much sweat it takes to start you might not start but then once you come to a point where you can't stop it's like well, i don't want to go back now yeah and i think what we're trying to do is bring sort of education to that space so it's like usually you do that and then here's a couple of scenarios like i grew up and was fortunate i was fortunate enough to start a business in the town i grew up in mm -hmm. so lead generation finding work a lot easier when you know three quarters of the town yeah. like uh, so so i think like most people start their business because they're an excellent tradie yeah. and there's no reference to most other things um or you're worried someone's making i mean i was like oh, i want that money yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's the perception of that like well i, I can make more money uh, yeah i can work i'll work less i can do it i can do what i want yeah yeah time off uh you know it'll give gives a bit of uh freedom financially potentially or freedom in time or um i'll get to spend more time with the kids there's this I, I guess there's a bit of romance i think to it a little bit where people like these um or that you're just not employable there's also those people oh, i think oh, i'm unemployable <laughs> i would hate you may, to you may fall into that category yeah where you yeah just clash with your with your current employer every time and you're always right that's probably a sign <laughs> that's probably a sign that you're a dickhead but but i do think there's an element of people that just have it in them yeah and and they've got that tenacity that um it's a drive. that core strength that drive we were just chatting off air 
which we do a lot. <laughs> like we're chatting off air about how it's very hard to motivate people, but it's very easy to direct motivated people. So chances are you're motivated. You listen to this podcast while you're probably in a roof space, rubbing some insulation on your face. And um, fiberglass into your skin. Absolutely. Comes out every second full moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's like, and then you start and, and usually it starts with friends and family. Yeah, like you were saying, you yeah, yeah. grow up where you yeah. start, you, you, you'll have a contact base. And I've got no dramas. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I've got no dramas with working friends and family because I was always like, the trust is there, the relationship's there. Can you provide a, maybe instead of 35, 40% materials, it's 10 or 20, but here's the rate. And I feel like most people want to pay someone, most people would rather pay someone they know rather than pay someone they don't know. That's my theory. I'll never forget my mate. Shout out to my mate, Johnny Wellings, right? I'm going to name, I was just saying, it's not name and shame. This is like, this is sick. Name I remember, um, name and elevate. He was such a legend, like pretty much my brother's best mate or one of my brother's best mates. And um, I did a job for him and it was a friend and he's like, you know, he was almost family yeah. at that point and, uh, and probably always sort of will be like that. And, um, and I remember I did a job for him and it was, I can't remember the invoice was 200 bucks or something. And he wrote me an email and said, hey, hey, Greg, too cheap. I've just dropped 350 in your account or something like that. And I was like, that was, I was so lucky to have that at such an early stage because I'm like, that was a freaking legendary move. He showed me what I was worth. And he also showed me that, hey, you don't have to, I don't want a discount. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to, I'm not, this is not a one-off thing. I'm getting thing. it done anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I want to pay you. Yeah. So that was super cool. And I think most people get to a point where, you know, you do a good job for Johnny and Susie. And then Susie tells Betty, tells someone else, and that person works at a school and that school gets you in for some maintenance. And then that school has an office person and the office person goes, oh, would you come and do something at my house? I've got a pendant light I want to install. Yeah. And he like- She runs the local bingo hall and tells all of the people when she yells out legs 88. Yeah. Uh, well, legs 11. Clickety click 66. Anyway, sorry, I've worked in too many bingo halls. How good's a bingo hall? When someone lets that just rip a fart off in the bingo it quietness. Was, I used to used to work at this bingo hall. It was the best. So. Oh, you're serious? Literally, yeah. We used to work at we used to uh, community center where they had bingo like three times a week, and we'd be there. It was the best. So there was the. Um, I'm just picturing you like in real tight red speedos walking yeah. around and and it was and, so good and Beatrice is like, "Hey Cam," and you're like, "Hey Beatrice." It was so good because the they had the indoor section, which was always good fun. Um, but then they also had the outdoor section, the after which, hours section, no, which, was the, which was the smoker section. Yeah. And generally speaking, I think this is just because the area was located potentially the smokers area was just jam packed all the time. And it was just like this thick haze of durry smoke. And I don't know. I just thought it was, it was just hilarious. Like a, on a Wednesday or Tuesday at like 11 o'clock, just Betty and Sue and all her, all her, all her girlfriends just sitting there, just punching darts. And then occasionally the, um, person running the show would be outside pressing the button and spinning the wheel punching a dart as well good times anyway it takes I, back. I mean this is taking me back because I, I remember going um out to in the southern shire people will reference carmen's right and this is before um and coits i guess this is before smoking like you could used to smoke in, in the, the in the club yeah. or as fitty cent says in the club <laughs> but actually yeah, yeah. that's a, that's funny to talk about because fitty cent in the club when it first came out i think 2001 maybe ish something that, like yeah. that that was like that was that song is putting you on the dance floor you'd be sitting there playing a game of pool uh, in the club comes on 
all of a sudden mm. the clothes come off mm. yeah. and you're like, you can find me in the club. Much like Usher Ignition, just also a classic. Isn't it R. Kelly Ignition? It's R. Kelly. Yeah, 100%. Kelly. Sorry. Sorry. Usher did, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, glad glad we're talking the same thing. But you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's, right. um, it's that early nineties hip hop, rap, R and B. Yeah, great, great yeah. time to be alive. So usually you get a job and and you expand kind of organically and naturally. And then in that organic and natural expansion, you will get a couple of good clients. And then when you start to get busy with the good clients, you're like, how good someone that's given you repeat work? Like solid repeat Yeah, work. solid work. And my rates are a bit more because I started on this and now I've moved up to this because my confidence grew. And all of a sudden, other people start to contact you and your phone's ringing off the hook and you're like, I'll let that one go through with the keeper. Or I haven't returned my voicemails since, you know, last February. Or I haven't got back to that. Oh, I've had a couple of email inquiries. I haven't even checked my email. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden you start to let down the very people that built your business and then you get three or four ideal clients or great clients and then they want you there on the same day or you're at a switchboard upgrade for good client one and good client two is like, we've lost our power on the conveyor belt. Yeah. And you're like, well, and then you can start to get frustrated at your clients. Like, I've got stuff to do. Like, you know, and then you start to take out that frustration on clients and then you might get an apprentice on or a trading on, but they don't quite work out. And you're like, well, I tried that. Well, I want to do that again. And you might've just had the wrong person or held on to the wrong person too long. Like we've all had a bad coffee in our life. You just don't go back to that place. They've also had an excellent coffee. So you want to make sure you, there are good people out there. There are great people out there and you can find those people. So, so I think it's like you end up just letting everyone down. Yeah. I think also too, one thing probably skipping on skipped over there is that you not only start to let down your clients, um, you generally push out your work day. So you're working late into the evening or working more hours during the day also, and it's starting to affect your personal relationships, which is I think a lot of people forget about that. It's not so you probably have a family or you start to get a long-term partner that the ramifications can become quite serious, really, in, well, in reality. Yeah, I remember opening the computer and I was like, are you open the, it's Friday night. I'm like, I don't know what night it is. <laughs> the computer gets open at, at 7.30. Like that's what happens. And, 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 that, and that can mask it as well because if you try and hold on to too much site work, you miss that admin release or you miss that hiring opportunity. And what you want to do is, is there's, we want to encourage you that if you're going to remain and stay in, in the trade industry, if you stay by yourself, it has some serious ramifications you hit a ceiling of income you can't go on holidays there's no one moving through you you have all your good clients guess what good clients need i i know my business changed dramatically when i could have a 9 30 coffee so when the client's like hey can you come catch up i'm like yeah sweet i'll come around like i'll be there at 6 a.m yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get that commercial client wanting that walkthrough that's non-billable time so if you're getting too like most of the large clients come with an element of walkthroughs like commercial and and touch points and hey we're putting this big freezer here hey we're, we're more, renovating more this cafe nowadays with the amount of electrical involved like, yeah is, people don't even know what they want until the frame's up because they can't envisage the build on a piece of paper so they need the walkthrough but this is for like your high-end clients yeah and i would encourage anyone if you're doing that high-end or commercial stuff and you are like operations manager or um you know the boss still try and make as much of that time billable but you will understand exactly what we're talking about you end up becoming part billable part not billable and you end up letting those good clients down because the good clients like we said before the good clients 
uh, they don't need, they, they're, they're motivated to grow. So a lot of times when you're starting a business, you might start with a kitchen renovation, uh, a builder doing a kitchen renovation that blows into an extension, that blows into an upstairs, that blows into a new build, that blows into a high-end resi. And that's what the motivated people will do. They'll grow. And if they grow, then what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to service them because you're a one-person capacity. Yeah, you will be Aladdin on that carpet <laughs> getting dragged with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what you, happens. You, and grow, you, you grow with you. Well, with you get you get dragged up, and and this is the danger as well. Is they might get so acclimatized to your work and your speed, and that's not actually a good thing either. Because chances are you're the greatest gift to your trade industry ever, and and that's not necessarily repeatable by the next person because they're not as motivated as you. They're not as good as you. They're not as capable as you. They're not as as quick as you. They're not as organized as you. So you can really like if you stay on the tools too long, you can actually shoot yourself in the foot similar to if you're just traveling in tradie tradie teams it can actually be very dangerous because it's very easy to work with a tradie all the time you're not talking you just like you just kind of know what's expected of each other it's and like you start at each enemy in the middle yeah you mean yeah or it's like you know you turn around and the drills there or that oh, oh it's already been done like you can get acclimatized and if you've got a staff member that's a tradie and you're a tradie and they come on and you work together all the time they're not going to want an apprentice after working with you like so it's, it's a big difference it's an adjustment, it's an adjustment. so so there i want to encourage everyone no matter where you are if you've had staff you might have had the wrong staff if you've grown the business you might have grown incorrectly that's where we can come to help with with um direction and numbers and figures and and okay this is what to do in this situation because you can do it and you can do it really well the money's there but usually you've got to have some kind of drive to get at least four to six members through you if you want to stay the on the tools a little bit or you know maybe 10 to 12 people if you're motivated or if you're really motivated and in the one percent of the one percent the one percent you might want to put an operations manager on and go and go the full hog that's all good but something has to go through you and there's no end in sight if it just stays by yourself. So I want to encourage you, if you're going to stay in the sparky world in the aircon world in the solar world, um, let's go. Let, let's let's put some goals in place. Let's get some numbers in place. Let's get some direction in place. Let's get some wisdom in place. Let's get some processes in place and let's push forward into the greener pastures that you were no doubt destined for. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's, that's, that's an amazing summary to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm almost speechless, but I do have something else to add to it is that uh, develop yourself a plan. I think have, yeah. what, go back to where you wanted to be um, when you first ventured out on your own and have a think about why you did it. So often, like we're probably going to have a full circle here, often it was like, I, I just wanted a bit more time. I can do a better job. Um, I can do what I want whenever I want. So, And what you've probably found is, all the things that you thought would be occurring are not occurring uh, because you're still trapped on a bit of a hamster wheel. So by having, by reflecting on what you originally wanted to set out to achieve and then taking the time to be like, no, I can set some goals and set some, um, I guess, ideas and thoughts around what I want to achieve, then you can start to put the little steps in place to build those foundational blocks which in turn will then start to turn you back to where you were maybe two, three, four, five, six, how many ever years ago to have that bit of time, take your kids to school, have every Friday off, um, start work at 9.30, go for a surf in the morning, just those little things. Um, it's not about retiring in five minutes um, and, you know, Seven minute abs. <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. Like, it's not about having that. It's about the little changes to your life that will occur when you have the ability to, um, 
generate income through the others and not just relying on yourself because um, it gives you that, that time back. It, those little changes make the biggest difference because you can look at your week and you're like, oh, I don't have to be at work till 9.30 on Wednesday because I take my son to skateboarding or something like that. And then you'll find you start to get a bit more of a renewed energy. And I know you've been through this phase um, previously and you start to get a bit of a, a renewed energy and then you sort of get a second wind almost and yeah. things start to pick up. But because you've got the foundation and the processes and procedures in place, it's a lot more enjoyable, almost second time around. Yeah, 100%. It's just that foundational, you know, I think you summed it up. It's the asset mentality. If, you, if you're just by yourself, you have a genuine liability that you, you're chained to. But if you've got that asset mentality, you can make a great passive income and you can it can be far more significant than any other investment in your life. So I want to encourage you wherever you are, um, yeah, just, just set your sights ahead, focus on what you want, um, write yourself some goals, and we'd love to help in that. But happy building and growing, yeah. and we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Just happy sparking. Happy sparking. <laughs>